Recently, the state of Alabama was once again in the national news when the Supreme Court ruled that the state had failed to prove that the exclusion of a clergyman from the execution chamber of a person on death row is necessary to maintain prison security. And so there was a delay of this man's execution. And as I was thinking about this event, I thought there probably aren't many people who are more despised than Willie B. Smith, the man who was to be executed. He was facing that consequence for the murder of a 22-year-old in 1991. 2,000 years ago, however, there was probably no one more despised than the tax collector about whom we heard today in the parable. There was probably no one who was looked down upon with more hatred and accounted as nothing. The Pharisee, on the other hand, is a religious person. He does all the right things. His behavior is correct. We might even say it's orthodox. But the tax collector is a traitor and a thief and a thug who can use his power that he has from the Romans to take whatever he wants from his own people. Yet, as we heard, it is the tax collector who leaves the temple justified in right relation with God and not the Pharisee, not the good boy. Why? The answer is very simple, and that is repentance. Repentance. Now, we're not told what moved the tax collector to repentance. It's enough for the Lord to show us the contrast to teach us what he wants to teach us. And that is that repentance is the leaven of life. It is the yeast of spiritual life that allows us to rise to God. Without repentance, all our good works and all our right behavior is like dead dough. Put it in the oven and bake it as long as you want. It will not rise. It will not rise. It will be good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled upon. So how can we approach this place of repentance? The thing for us to do is to cultivate a heart that is open to the truth. The truth about us, and especially the truth about us in relationship with God. You see, the Pharisee was trapped in the story he was telling himself about himself and about his relationship with God. And so he was out of touch with reality because he was trapped in this story that he was telling himself. And if there's any definition of humility that I think is most helpful and most true, its humility is being in touch with reality. I always try to have something practical and specific for you to do rather than take all these big words and try to remember them throughout the week. And so what I would suggest to you, if you want to get yourself in the right spirit as we approach Lent, I want you to read Psalm 50 
which is the psalm of repentance par excellence. I want you to read it every day this week. If you don't already, I want you to read Psalm 50 every day this week. Slowly, privately, even on your knees if you would like. We don't spend a lot of time on our knees in church on Sunday because it's the day of resurrection. That's one of the reasons we don't kneel more than we do on Sundays. But that's what I want you to do. That's your challenge from me. Were it not for Christ standing with and for us, all of us would be standing before God just as Willie Smith may have stood before his executioner. So, Let's humble ourselves and let's remember the last line that the Lord offered to us in this parable. Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And we have a beautiful reminder when we come to church here and we can look up and we can see and remember that there is only one who is exalted. Only one who is exalted. And the rest of us are humbled to the ground. The only thing we exalt is his cross.